This is the Message for You podcast, where we take the conversation deeper. Get to know us as we hopefully encourage you. We're always about building faith and strengthening families. The Message for You. Welcome back to the Message for You podcast. Hey, thank you for listening in. If you enjoy the podcast, would you subscribe or just recommend it to a friend. What we're trying to do with this podcast is to get into, um, I guess, a little more casual side of who we are uh, as ministers, um, as the voices that you hear each day on the radio station. So my friend, the Bishop of Afternoon Radio, my friend and colleague, Mr. Howard Tootin, he is with me for this edition of the podcast. So, hey, thanks for coming. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. You know why he does that? He did that because I'm not a big fan of the yo, yo, yo. Like, you know, if, look, you play with your yo, yo all you want. Is yo even a word? Yeah, I and just, I'm, I'm buying you a t-shirt so you can preach in it Sunday. <laughs> you can just put your coat on over it. You'll look cool. Hey, it's a good, it is a good place. Listen, we love to be serious about Jesus and all that, but we all, everybody that works up here, even our volunteers and everybody's got a little quirky something about them. You guys on the afternoon show talk about pet peeves all the time. Now, don't pull a Neil Hopper and rant, but give me pet peeve. One or two pet peeves that are Howard Tootin pet peeves that you you go, man, that drives me crazy. People driving. <laughs> Period. Really? They don't know how to drive. Yeah. Are you a better driver than most? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> So people driving slow or fast or what slow. is it? Yeah, so, they pull out in front of you and drive slowly. It's, you don't like that? No. Any other pet peeves that you have? Um, they are many. They're many. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess we all have some pet peeves or whatever things that you go, man, that just drives me crazy. Um, I won't get into mine today. That'll be on another interview day. <laughs> but uh, what I really wanted to talk to you about was, because I knew you, Way before I worked here, mm-hmm. way before I knew Howard, way back in the day, mm-hmm. when you were kind of, I guess you were probably maybe eighth grader, seventh, eighth grader, maybe ninth grader. Yeah. So you were yes. middle schooler yeah. when I got to know you. And I didn't know you well, but Howard would come to church because we went to the same church together. And he would come in and he would kind of sit toward the back. No, you know, it he was, was on the back. It was on the back. Yes, it was. To be fair, that's true. It was yes, on the back. Always. But now you were raised in a Christian home. Your mom and dad were like 400% in for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the reason this station exists today. Your mom and dad started this station. And to be fair, y- your dad was kind of the brain behind that, but your mother was the inspiration. Right. We have to be fair about that because that's true. And Ed would say she was his biggest inspiration. Like when he would be down and couldn't, he was, nah, it just didn't going to happen. She would keep encouraging him. Yeah, so, to be fair, she was the spiritual leader. Because God had gotten a hold of her at that time, um, and Dad was working towards that, um, and so she really encouraged him um, through those years of struggle and hardships. And uh, she just said, "Ed, you know, keep the faith. God's going to come through," and encouraged him. And some people don't know that he started this. He got the vision in '79 mm-hmm. to start the station, and not the first song was played. 
They weren't on the air until 83. So some people don't understand the process of getting a vision and working towards something for all those years when nothing seems to be happening or it's moving so slowly that you go, it's never going to happen. And but they kept the faith. And that's why we're here today. So if you're listening to this podcast or you listen to the station, would never have been possible without Howard's parents. And we honor them and show them all the love and respect. Uh, without them, they, we wouldn't be here. But you grew up in that home. Yeah, and I was and, 11 when it signed on the air. Okay. And I'm 50 now. Wow, yeah. think about that. So, but here's the thing. I can remember several conversations that me and your mom had about Howard. You were a young guy. You were mm-hmm. in high school. You know, so you were in a Christian home, and you loved the Lord, but talk about your relationship with God in those early days, in your high school years. Like, you know, I never knew you to be like the party rebellious guy, but there were things that you weren't, I mean, you weren't like Mr. Jesus running around here all the time. No. You know, you you had your own struggles. Well, not only did I grow up in a Christian atmosphere at home, I also, from eighth grade on, I went to a Christian school. And graduated from a Christian school. And so, yeah, my only, my biggest rebellious point in my life was um, the music I listened to, oddly enough. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't Christian music. Um, If I got in my mom and dad's car and I changed the radio station from 91.7. Oh, my Lord. And there were times I forgot to turn it back. I would get in trouble. Um, She wanted me to listen to the station. um, And... Being a, a young boy, you I wanted to hear some other music. And say so, it ain't so. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and when I got my own car at 16, um, put a sound system in there and I went and bought music that I wanted to listen to. And it wasn't good music. Um, Motley Crue, heavy metal music, headbanging music, you know, rap music. I liked it all. And um, one day, my ex-girlfriend told my mom and dad that I was listening to that music, and I hit the ceiling. I got so angry, and I remember getting in my vehicle, and I had to go to the dump. You know, they, we didn't have curbside uh, trash pickup, and so we lived a few miles from the dumpster, and so I went to take the trash. That It was on a Saturday morning. I remember it, and I remember on my way, I was furious because my mom addressed it. She, she got on to me. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and I remember going that morning, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and it was like a defining moment. And he said, is that the road that you want to go down? You want to listen to that music and follow that path? And I broke, and I started crying, and I said, no, God, I want to follow you. And not only did I take the trash out, but I took my trash out. Mm. I emptied the trash out of my heart that morning. Wow. And I took all of my CDs that I'd bought and I threw them in the dump that morning. Wow. But that's, I mean, I know that's kind of your heart altogether though. Mm -hmm. Like knowing you all these years, that would be like kind of an earmark of who you are as a, as a man and, and as a human being now, Mm -hmm. would you say that's accurate? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you, you know, you kind of went all in for Jesus and decided this is the path I'm going to take. And you've, 
been in ministry now. To be fair, you didn't always do ministry though. You didn't no. always work at the station. You you uh you went to school, you learned how to cut hair, you had a yeah. salon for a while. Yeah. Talk about that good for just a good minute. Yeah, I went to um hair school and graduated from there and started working at a salon and um I would still work at the radio station on Mondays though, on my day off from cutting hair. And I would do logs and music and all, um, much like I do now. But um, yeah, I would I would do that and just kind of keep my foot in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to go out and find who God was for myself. I didn't want to know God for who my mom and daddy knew Him. I had to establish my own relationship. So it had to be personal. Yeah, I had to learn to trust Him for myself. And so I cut hair four years in White Georgia. And, you know, that was pretty much the training ground and the birthing place of where I got to know God for myself. And Biggest faith builder? Biggest faith builder during that time? I was was on my own. I was by myself. It was me and God. There was nothing else. So you learned to trust Him in starting your own small business. Yeah. And um, those of you who have your own business or your own hair salon or whatever— um, you know the struggles, the clientele that you that comes in. That is your life. That is what sustains you. And I remember having many slow days. And I remember uh, my salon was right on a highway. And I remember it was so slow that week. And I looked out my window and I said, "God, where are all my customers? You know, I I need some income coming in to pay my bills." And I was newly married. And just as sure as I'm speaking to you right now, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and he said, don't put your trust in people. You put it in me. Okay. And at that moment, yeah, I I quit worrying about it, and I trusted him. And for four years, the four years that I was there, he sustained me every month of every year. I was never late on any bills. Wow. Let me ask you this, though. It was during those times, You, I mean, obviously one day you would come here and it would be a faith walk, mm-hmm. as it still is, but God had to teach you. Right. And, and, and don't he always send us to a training ground? Oh, yeah. Um, most pit, of us. A person in training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Have to have your, that was your, my pit. Your, yeah. pit. your person in training. And, you know, but yeah, we all have to have that place where we learn to trust him. And I like what you said. You couldn't just do, you couldn't live on your mom and dad's faith. Nobody can. Mm -mm. You know, when you got to be a man, you were a grown man. Now it's time for you to learn how to walk by faith Mm -hmm. and not by sight for yourself. Right. And that began to be a defining moment for you. Um, Other defining moments, not not just in God, but in life, other defining moments for you that you would say this day or this week or this month that this happened, this was the defining moment for me. Um, and it I would, can be about anything. I by would the way. say every day is a defining moment because every day has new challenges, and every day you have to trust God in another area. You have to stretch that faith, and but what what He's shown me is that there's nothing that I can encounter that's bigger than Him. That's good through the years. True, yeah. He's a big God, mm. and our struggles might be larger, but He's still greater. And he's shown me that through the years. Okay. Family life mm-hmm. uh, on, a, on a personal level. Um, you guys are your church people. You love the Lord. But 
family life, you know, family life can be up, it can be down. We're talking about family life as a whole. Um, talk about your family for just a minute because uh, not everybody knows uh, who your family is and, and all of that. I'm not talking about your mom and dad. I'm talking mm-hmm. about your family. Yeah. Talk about them for a minute. Well, I was that I was that young man that always said, I'm not going to get married. I was Mr. Independent, didn't need anybody else. And um, one day my best friend in high school, he invited me to his church. And I came and I started, I liked it. I started getting involved with the youth group. And Shannon was in the youth group. And she was sort of the life of the party, you know, always um, the the brave one and the cheerful one. And um, I think her her exuberance about life really attracted me to her. Um, we became friends, but I didn't see her in a way that I wanted her to be my girlfriend or anything. Um, I didn't see her like that. We We were just really good friends. And then one day, it's like a light switch flipped on. And all of a sudden, I wanted to date her. I mean, this was after a year or so. And so I got my best friend, which is like her brother. Um, I said, hey, ask Shannon if she would go out with me. I, I was too scared to ask her for myself. <laughs> and um, he he funny. called her and he said, hey, I got somebody that wants to take you out. Are you interested? And she said, who is it, Howard? And he's like, yeah. And so that started it all. Um we were dating a little while, then we broke up, and then there was a hayride at the church. Um, we were They were taking the youth group out on a hayride, and we were going out to eat. And that night was really the night that we got back together, and the rest is history, so to speak. And you guys got married in 90... 93. 93. Yeah, the, the- um, year the blizzard of the century hit. Right. It started on the night of our rehearsal dinner. Okay. And it postponed our wedding for about five days. Okay. So you got married in 93. Mm-hmm. Then maybe second greatest defining moment, you had a child. You have one daughter. Yes. Okay. And so those are defining moments as as a husband, as a father, as a man of God. What else defines you? Like that that you you you're a man of God. You, you're a pastor now. Uh, you are a husband, you're a father, but like non-spiritual, just what would you say, man, if people want to know how we're tooting and they were going to hang out with you, what do you like to do away from the station, away from church as a guy when you're just hanging and you're just doing what you do? What do you like to do? Uh, my favorite thing's painting Yeah, okay. on canvas. So yeah. you, you paint? Yeah, I paint. Um, I love photography. I love sports. I love, I enjoy life, you know. Um, I think I need to share this. I feel like I need to share it. So I want to back up just a little bit um, to when our daughter was born because this this was definitely a defining moment. Um, want to know who God really is. When our one and only daughter was born in the hospital, um, she had a few complications, and we were holding her in our room. They'd already moved us to a room, and they brought her in there. And one of Shannon's friends was holding her. And I was looking at her, and she began, She started turning blue. She literally didn't have any breath in her. She was in her arms dead. And the nurse, we called for the nurse. The nurse came running in there. I don't even think the woman was saved. She may or may not have been but all I know is she grabbed her 
and she started saying Jesus. She just said, Jesus, 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 over and over. And um, she came back, breath came back in her. Mm. And um, that was really a defining moment in our family. Um, Chris is hardly ever sick now. Um, she's 25 years old. Totally healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah and, uh, but that that was an eye-opener, that, that time when um, we thought our only child may have been dead and God breathed life back into her. Like she came right back to yeah, life. Yeah, in, front of, breathing in front of our eyes. Yeah. Um, so people who don't know about miracle, I mean, even people say, yeah, but that was just a young child. That was a true miracle because she had already turned yeah. blue. Yeah, like she, she was, was blue. not yeah. breathing. Yeah, her, her lips began to turn blue and she wasn't breathing. And yeah, we called the nurse right away. So And so God really gave you a miracle. He did. Not not just in the fact that he gave you a daughter, but when she wasn't even breathing. And they right. still don't really know what, what, yeah, what went wrong. Yeah, they don't know. Don't know what went wrong. She just absolutely stopped breathing and t- was turning blue the whole mm-hmm. bit. Couldn't get her to breathe. And, right. Uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And she's, yeah. she's breathing again yeah. and, and hasn't had a struggle since that particular time. So, yeah, I think, you know, everybody has defining moments. Mm-hmm. And... You've kind of rolled with the punches through the years. Talk just a minute about, Lord have mercy, how God stretches you. Talk about this. <laughs> so you end up being on air with Patrick in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Boy, you skipped way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so you 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 did a shift in all that for years. But then, you know, you and Patrick are, are uh, on the air in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you, you both have hilarious personalities and when you put you both in the same room oh my god talk about that for just a minute talk about the experience of working and doing an afternoon show with him and what you know your enjoyment y'all have a good time you guys are like way more fun i mean you've had some serious moments right here being on the podcast but like you guys laugh and cut up all the time if they could see you guys behind the scenes Patrick's always laughing at you about the way he you do is. your eyes and the way you, your eyes and the way you look and you have a way of cutting your eyes or raising your eyebrows and he's rolling all the time. What's that like? You know what's funny about that is we didn't know what we were doing when we started that shift together. And you know, every day we pray and say, God, we're yielded to you, whatever you want to do this day. Um, let your word speak through our mouth and um, you know, most days it turns out being fun. And um, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know how we get to laughing all the time. Patrick just thinks I'm hilarious. What's funny is I don't think I'm funny. I think that's the funniest part for him because I don't think I'm funny and he'll just start laughing at me when I make a comment. Um, but yeah, I believe that, I believe that laughter in part comes from the Lord. I think he wants us to have that joy and when joy overflows, you know, the laughter comes mm-hmm. comes forth, and uh, we do have a good time. Um, but, yeah, we just simply yield. We don't have a script to go by every day. We simply say, hey, let's, let's get into it. We'll find a question of the day, and we go from there. Yeah, your personalities— Patrick can be a super serious dude. Like, oh yeah, uh, he—that is one intense dude about Jesus. He can be as heavy as New Balance shoes. <laughs> Those big white shoes. We laugh at that all the time. So, dude. but but yeah, you guys have a lot of fun, and uh, and people really like that though. It's it's 
you share some joy, you laugh at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a good time. I actually enjoy listening. I don't get to listen all the time, but I do enjoy it. And you guys are a hoot. So, and I know both of you well enough to know your quirks and your qualms. So I can hear what's <laughs> going on behind the scenes. Anyway, so anyway, we we thank you, thank you for sitting with us uh, today and yeah. taking the opportunity for people to get to know you just a little bit better and uh, know the person and. We may even have to do a part two of this because there's so much more that needs to be talked about. There's like years and years that we didn't get to, and we don't have to give you every detail, obviously, but a part of the podcast is is so that you get to know us, Mm kind of a little more about us. What Howard didn't say is he's a huge Braves fan. He's a huge Georgia Bulldog fan. He he didn't tell you that he he is a hoot to go to the gun range with. He is – uh, he, he's he is funny, and he don't think he's funny. But trust me, he's funny. Uh, either that, or we're just laughing at him. I don't know. So I think we're laughing with you. Uh, but anyway, there's a lot of things in there. Uh, he's an excellent cook. We didn't get to that. He is. He his food is amazing. If Howard cooks it, you probably want to eat it. Uh, he's good with the grill. He's good as a chef. Um, there's a lot of things that you like. Though. Well, I appreciate all that. Um, I. I try to live my life in excellence in whatever I do. I do. Uh, they Patrick teases me. He says, you're either all or nothing. I either put all of what I am into something that I'm passionate about, or it's nothing. That's what you get from me. That's me. Um, but, yeah, I believe that perfection can't be obtained, but I want to live a life of excellence. That's and that's good. what I try to accomplish yeah, in everything I do. That's good. Yeah. Well, listen. If you enjoy the podcast, we want to make it fun for you. We want you to get to know us a little bit better so you can enjoy the station better and you get to hear the quirks and the qualms and get to know a little bit about us. But we thank you for listening in. Uh, It's the Message for You podcast. Would you subscribe or maybe you would recommend this to a friend? Maybe your friend needs to know that God's a miracle-working God and the story of his daughter, miraculously, a miracle, her heart starts beating And it's a miracle. Like, uh, all they're doing is screaming, Jesus, Jesus, and they need to hear a story like that. Those are the kind of stories that we want you to know, but we also want you to know God does those things for people that -hmm. are just average, everyday people. We just happen to be on the radio. He will do the same for you, and we want to encourage you in that. So thank you for listening in. It's the Message for You podcast. And uh, if you like it, share it with a friend, subscribe and keep listening to The Message for You. Building faith and strengthening families, The Message for You.